Now it's time for Letter to Hong Kong, which this week comes from Civic Party legislator Kwok Ka Kee. This programme is a personal view programme. Dear Catherine, in the past few weeks, I have visited Rafael Wong Ho Ming, Alex Chow Wing Hong and other young peoples who are imprisoned for their protests outside the electoral complex and the central government offices. I'm not a frequent visitor of prisons, and it was disheartening for me to see them sent to jail, handcuffed, dressed in brown inmate uniform, and separated from their families and friends. It is also sad for me to find them paying the hefty prices for courageously fighting against an unjust political system. They are not going after self-interest. They just want to have genuine democracy and free election as promised to them and guaranteed by the basic law. And yet, the Hong Kong government, in strict observance of decisions of China's National People Congress Standing Committee, repeatedly cheated Hong Kong people by proposing fake democracy that denying genuine popular election for the chief executive of Hong Kong. How could the people of Hong Kong, be it younger generation or other cohorts, swallow such insulting proposals? How could we turn a blind eye to the fact that Northeast New Territories' new development areas are being planned in line with the interests of property tycoons, New Territories' indigenous residents and speculators, including the most senior government officials? And yet other residents not belonging to the indigenous groups will be forced to live and have their homes torn down by bulldozers. All these young people are either studying university or in early stage of their own career development. Now they will spend months in jail with other criminals convicted of charges like murder, rape and other crimes. Why? Why should they be imprisoned after they have duly completed their community service orders? Why impose such heavy sentences? Secretary of Justice Wimsky Yun denied any political motive behind the sentence review. Can we trust him? Instead of addressing the fundamental issue, namely achieving a genuine popular election in Hong Kong and conducting proper consultation in development and town planning, the government chooses to lock up people in opposition, making sure that they are in jail with the heaviest sentences. How shameful it is for a government who act like this. We are in an era of open and responsible government, and the will of the people should be given highest respect. And yet, this government is doing quite the contrary. The charge imposed to the young people, the public order ordinance, is draconian, often used by colonial governments to suppress opposition. Hong Kong claims to be Asia's wealth city, and we are proud of our own world-class standard of governance. It is a shame that Hong Kong SAR government is still embracing this inappropriate law and use it like colonial government in years bygone. Are we still practicing one country, two system, Or we are being assimilated slowly into our socialist motherland in the north? Instead of upholding justice and playing a key role in the check and balance of power of the administration, our law courts appear to some observers to be used increasingly as a means of control, particularly those not endorsing the wills of Beijing or the Hong Kong government. While media around the world is criticising the verdict, our government and many senior lawyers are attacking this media 
and in stressing the fairness of our legal system. I do not intend to argue with them. They are blinded by their belief in our own legal system being fair and sound. I hope they do remember that their training is based on the British system, in which the Prime Minister and members of the Parliament are elected by popular votes and senior judges are appointed by a government chosen by the people. Prime Minister and members of the Parliament will be kicked out of their position if they fail the expectation of the people. The people of Hong Kong did not elect Carrie Lam or their political appointed officials and half of the members of the Legislative Council. Carrie Lam can only represent the 777 voters from a small circle. These privileged voters mostly act under the direction of the Beijing government through their agents in Hong Kong. While we are still recovering from the sadness of seeing the imprisonment of the young dissidents, another issue pops up. The topic of independence of Hong Kong seems to come back after incidents of poster advocating independence has been posted in various university campuses. I recall in a recent incident, I was doing Switch Station this week to collect letters, works and signatures to encourage a young prisoner. While many people came to our station and towers to relay messages to them, an old lady came to me and said, apart from some encouraging works for the prisoner, that she supports the freedom of talking about independence of Hong Kong. I expect only young people will be endorsing the ideas of independence of Hong Kong and was a bit surprised to find the old lady to be brave enough to talk about that. She emphasized it is not the topic. But the dwindling of freedom of speech that concerned her, the topic of the independence of Hong Kong, like any other ideas, should not be stifled, she argued. Just like the people in Spain, United Kingdom or Tibet, Hong Kong people should not be silenced because of their different will. Or we will see Hong Kong gradually deviating from our original core values, like freedom, fairness, democracy and rule of law. The recent cases of imprisoning the young protester and the move by the government to disqualify legislators will only add fuel to the controversies. When people are helpless and lost all their hopes in changing the situation, independence of Hong Kong may become their remote but sensible option. If Beijing or the Hong Kong SAR government really hates the ideas of independence of Hong Kong, what they should do is not to suppress the opposition. Suppression will only encourage rebellious young people to seek independence. What should be given back to the people of Hong Kong are the democratic system, genuine public election and the freedom of retaining the core values of Hong Kong.